0: hello folks welcome to another bonus let's talk about zoe williams the elites and i'm really going to go off on the media today because of incidents that took place a couple of days ago that was reported by the la times concerning a local station in philadelphia and i have to explain all these things as it's connected to this company and it's Major, 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 major problems. Okay, starting with Joel Williams. <clears throat> he had an interview with Craig Fax. Craig Smith later on went to Corey Holcomb's show. I'm gonna be real honest with you, folks. Like I said earlier, this is a man issue. It is just two men, different opinion, different points in their lives. Um, Corey. Is in another place after this pandemic has hit, and a lot of the things have gotten into certain ways, and all the rest of it. He retrofitted his show last night, he brought some white boy out there who's a greater uh guitarist than he is a singer, maybe because it was some audio problems of that nature. He brought in a guest that was connected to Darlene. That all being stated. But the interview with Zoe was very interesting. And we can see why he is extremely intelligent on that sense. But in certain ways, I feel as though there are things that have to be expressed better. I think one of the reasons why I felt that Zoe is going in a different direction. Then Corey is that Corey sees the bullshit. He sees the bullshit. And he's 50 years old. He's gone through a lot of things in life. He went through some shit that none of us can go through. In, In some ways, he's a lot like your host, but not in the militant sense, but... And I don't give a fuck about these motherfuckers anymore. I'll explain that later again when it comes with the stock market and all these other things and the shorting of the stock and all the rest of it. But Zoe and Corey and Grady are going in three different directions. This is much more to do with the way America sees itself than anything else. More than what it's seen. Sees about itself than anything else. America sees itself in a completely different direction than people thought it was. So that is why we are day listen to this interview. It is quite intriguing. There are a lot of game, as they say, given to the people. There are some fanta- fantastic aspects. We didn't know about these particular things. The 5150 show has completely changed a lot of people love the program a lot of those in the black community love the program because it talks about subjects that they don't want to talk about in the entertainment industry if the entertainment industry was fair i will explain all of that later on because this is the shit that i just witnessed that i just heard from the la times is going to go off You're going to see the apocalypse version of Nova Hollaback today. On this special. It's the apocalypse version. It's the come to Jesus version. But listen to um, the Zoe Williams uh, uh, episode with Craig uh, Smith. It is fascinating to me. uh, When they were talking with the Crips and Bloods. And they were still discussing this particular issue. And... The one of the crypts was saying things in a certain way. It is uh, it's the way he handled his language that was fascinating to me. And I was enamored with the way he fancied he had that. I said, This dude got some talent in him. He got some lyrical talent in him, not a lyrical talent that he could rap. He is, they're both rappers in this particular um, thing that they were promoting with Craig Smith. But the way he handled it, it was just so beautiful. I mean, the way he talked about certain things, it was beautiful. A lot of people learned a lot of stuff from that episode with Zoe Williams. But you can see that intelligence is needed in certain places. And sometimes brute truth is also needed in certain places. It's time to find a balance in both. That is the thing you need to take away from this whole situation of Grady Zoe, Darlene, and Corey Holcomb. Let's get to the stock of GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, the short that showcased the screw job, the financial elites were doing, how it all goes back to occupy Wall Street How it opened up the wound that we are now going to discuss in the upcoming specials just a couple of days from now, folks. Just a couple of days from now that we are going to expose and everything that comes together in a nice little package. Let us explain basically what is going on. I mentioned this earlier, but let me explain it very quickly. Pretty much, we had these companies that pretty much are the new guys since 2008 2008, that decided to do short selling. So the short selling is that if it goes up, you don't lose anything. If it goes down, you gain something. But you cheated on gaining something. Basically, they bought most of the voting shares of the company. It's 84% of the company without having any particular things concerning with the company and whatnot. The company is going through as all the other imagination, all the other entities are going through actual particular changes within their particular industry. Being as we're in the transition era era of the next generation of consoles. 7 million, 7.5 million have already been sold of uh, PlayStation 5s, around 4.5 million have already been sold uh, uh, series Xbox Series X. Despite the issues with um, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, they have to do a whole lot of work with that. The rest of the industry seems to be, they recently did a a feasibility study on the industry. And basically all because of Fortnite, basically, and the other games that have become successful, such as Among Us and others. The video game industry at this particular point has more money overall than the majority of all of the the sports entities in the United States combined and the other entertainment industries combined. Basically there is more money in the video game industry than the rest of those industries this is not going to stay for long because we are getting towards renegotiation packages that will at least get them to at least one half Combine one-half of what the video game industry makes in a whole year So for GameStop to be eight dollars a share Where the whole video game industry is worth that much? Everybody started to call foul on this That's why the stock has risen now, the interesting thing about this story is that also ANC is in this. And right now, it has gone up because of the similar thing that has happened with Robin Hood uh, 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 easing, a bu- uh, bringing the game back to the people, as it were. According to Crazy Days and Nights, one of their blinds stated that both Netflix and Amazon and other entities of that nature colluded to destroy AMC and Regal Feeders. They basically said, we're going to destroy them. Now, because of Robin Hood coming into the game, and they realizing that, look, they're going to solve this. The pandemic will soon pass. There's people still wanting to The whole thing with uh, HBO Max is bullshit. Trying to get into the, uh, trying to do the feeder and the uh, the HBO Max thing. You lessen the value of the movies. We got to save AMC to keep everything fair because we still need movie feeders. And there's an important reason why we need movie feeders. But you won't learn this until episode two of our specials. I'll mention it a little bit in the teachable moments in a little bit in how we're going to somewhat change the way the church is handling their business, if you want to say that, in that particular moment. If we do it, one of the bonuses, something I learned. Uh, a Deacon Sharp talked about this. BlackBerry also has been undervalued. All of these items were put under contract. The end of the contract is, are you ready for this? Toma on Friday for GameStop in particular. If GameStop shares are above $175 a share, The people that shorted the stock will lose everything. They need the Wall Street people from the Wall Street bets from Reddit need this stock to be at least 500 a share. The real cost of GameStop, in my opinion, is somewhere between fifty and sixty. To be fair, fifty and sixty. The main reason is because if if we're gonna be honest with if we're gonna be honest, they're a legacy company, they sell games, all these other things, there's a lot of credit. Inside their particular, um, what do they call it? Pilot programs as it were But the interesting thing is is that This particular company has been undervalued even despite the fact of all this and one of the important reasons is that they are the only company that were able to get physical copies of both the series S and the PlayStation 5 One of the, one of the, one of those companies, Walgreens, Walmart, and Target all put their stuff online for those things. And people went online and they didn't get anything. They ordered it online and they didn't get anything. So it has become an unmitigated disaster for both Walmart and Target when it came to these. Not so much with GameStop and then they start planning with the digital move and all the rest of these things as well if they could pull it off they can make a heck of a lot of money in the secondary market for these digital technologies there's also a thing that they might be in the competition they might be bringing a lot of these um how do we say these these statuettes from good smile on Cabo Batera at a lower price than what they would sell online, which would over- undercut something like at Amazon and in or, or um, other particular entities as well. Those are also important. They also are one of the secondary sellers of toys, since Toys R Us killed by these same types of short sellers and VC capital firms. Also came into it it, 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 it as also one of the little things there. Fortnite toys are not selling too hot, but they're not as bad as you guessed it, the Star Wars toys that have been destroyed. In fact, AEW toys have sold more as a first entry than any Star Wars toys since the first of the Disney sequels started. There's something to think about, folks. Really something to think about. Same thing with Bad, Bath and Beyond. But this is more of a generational problem than anything else. The generational problem is they do not see any value in what the millennials like, but they see value in things that certain types of millennials are enamored or can't live out with that means apple iphone all the rest of these things one interesting thing about blackberry is that they had a working version of instagram back when they had the qns platform for their i for their blackberry 10 programming system that's our os system for their phones the question is We have not heard anything about Tizen. Apple has been successful with their own platform. The reason why Google came into the fore is that a lot of these companies shorted the stock of BlackBerry for years because of their OS, even though their OS could do these particular things with Instagram and the rest of it. The question y'all need to ask yourselves is very simple. And we are beginning to see this with all these interviews that are happening now with all the Russians did this, all this, all the, and all the rest of it. Did BlackBerry, was BlackBerry targeted by these entities from Google and all the rest of it? to make sure they did not succeed with their OS in order to make sure that Android got into their particular system. That's a very dark question to ask if they were all in cahoots. And that might have been a big, and that might have been the issue. That might have been the main issue with all this. And so that is something you all need to think about. I will have an update on Saturday. And that will update will showcase what happened with the game with the game stock. If they did any sort of bullshit with it, we could have a possible crash or these companies went bankrupt. That means that they will be valued in the They will hold the stock. The market will determine the value of the stock later on. They will then try to see if they can pull off a dividend. Everybody wins. We'll see what happens. We never know. You never know. But we're going to see what's going to happen with that. The story of Wall Street Stonks will continue. And even the old Wonder Woman agrees with this message. Speaking of the elites of the world, we need to talk about those that want to be elite, especially those working in CBS News and the CBS local stations, television groups as they call them in, in the U.S. I will want... This is the moment y'all didn't want to see. Y'all don't want to see this. Nova Hallback come out, but the come to Jesus moment has arrived. I had an inkling; they had it out for a certain host, and now my fears have been confirmed. Be are my wildest disappointments. My fears have been confirmed. Not only confirmed, solidified. The Los Angeles Times had a story out on Sunday that stated that The CBS television groups, the executives, back in 2016, had it out for the Philly native who now is still the anchor of CBS 3. Mr. Roth. Who, own, who runs the stations and also is the director of C- WCBS. And his second-in-command pretty much screwed over the Philadelphia station of CBS from 2016 to the present day until they were Put on administrative leave. The comments were shocking, to say the least. A man that has been pretty much there for 30 years was supposed to get a secondary, was supposed to be there after Larry Menti. This, you know, this station has been having issues for years since Jessica Savage, as it were. But this time around, It was different. This came from the actual main office of the CBS Corporation, which runs the CBS television stations, which is that division that runs and owns the own and operating stations of CBS. These two men had it out for Mr. Washington, called him job talking, Dancing in emails and pretty much denied the three particular owners, the three particular executive producers and funding managers of this particular station, KYW, into getting new sex because he didn't like Mr. Washington. He thought the morning guy was gay. And didn't like the looks of certain People in the morning show Such as well, we can say the names Rachel Solomon who now works at CNBC and CNBC And the other one is Jim Donovan who is the one that they went after as well They complained to the Pennsylvania board that handles discrimination cases. This has been in existence long before this whole thing with Black Lives Matter came about. Wait, 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 wait before. And CBS started to notice about this and were told from this. Instead of Changing his behavior, knowing that everybody around him is like, you know, the great left and all the rest of these things and whatnot. But when it came to Philadelphia, there was an inkling that Mr. Roth had that he did not like this guy. You can say it was a case of bias. They punished them even further. They didn't give them a new set. When situations were going on with the pandemic, Roth denied any help. Didn't tell them anything from CBS 3. Didn't give them anything. They fired their general managers. They got another general manager from another place in Sanford in um from LA to come to Philly, which was one of Roth's buddies. Run this ship the way it should be run, he said. It became a mess. A joke and a mess. They built out their CBSN Phillies thing but it's reruns of their four, five, six and other programming. They diminished their workers and their workforce. That's not all Mr. Roth was doing. Not all what he was doing in Miami, the general manager Adam Levy was instructed to shell out ten thousand dollars for a charity dinner by Peter Dunn. I'm didn't say Roth. Roth is the other person from the, the from the other station, but this is Peter Dunn. The sources tell FTV New Live that CBS was instituting layoffs. Dunn instructed Levy to purchase a table for an event honoring the Miami Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross. Word is that the table cost $10,000 and it was a lot of money to lay out at the time we're being asked to trim the budget. The Dolphins owner and Dunn related that they were married uh, and related as there are Married to sisters, it's made life a bit difficult for Levy, as word as that Ross will often call up Dunn to critique the station Miami, the station, the Miami TV station, in which I will unfortunately lead to another frantic screaming call from Adam from Dunn. Levi was ultimately pushed out for WFOR has not been replaced, and about those pricey tickets to the dinner. Sources said that the only person allowed to go to that $10,000 dinner from the station was Adam Levy. His guest was, you guessed it, Peter Dunn. For the dinner that pricey, I hope it was more than chicken. Oh, that's not all what Peter Dunn did. Let us continue. There were also complaints about a $55 million purchase of a TV station in New York's Long Island. A deal that would have included privileges for Dunn and other high-level CBS executives and an ultra-exclusive golf club in the Hamptons. This one is absolutely crazy. It's crazy. From that news item came from the National Association of Black Journalists has asked for Firing of Peter Dunn and David Friend. We also have a story that comes off from Don Champion, who was a former reporter from WCBS in New York under the news director David Freen and Peter Dunn. This is the CBS story. I have reflected on this footer in recent years. On one hand, it made me proud to be a news reporter get the good to in New York City, the largest and most planet in the country. I started as a freelancer in spring of 2013. In those days, freelancers worked for about a year before they proved themselves and got a contract. Difference is, it was a big chunk of pay. And a my start, all CBS David Friend would use their freelancer set as a tool to bully, intimidate, and tear me down, not only as a reporter, but as a human. I was so stressed that I, really, I, I even developed S.M.L. A brief backstory, I moved to NSC after working in Denver, one of the most respected news markets in the country. My station demanded that reporters build sources and enterprise. I left Denver in the most confident I've been in a journalist. On my first day today, I infinitely scored a market exclusive. Surveillance video of a handcuffed suspect who escaped police custody. My colleagues were impressed. Soon it was clear that nothing could do to impress David Freed. His first compliment was uh, yeah, uh, my on-air presence. Months later, it's my voice. By the time uh, my end turned to WCES was a year and a half later, I asked if I gained weight. There was always an excuse. And there was consequences for me. The days of we were ebbing full depending on what David felt about me. My life and my career were under the control of a bigot. Sadly, the discrimination did not stop at CBS. At CBS NewsPath, word from a manager needing me to push it up on air got to me. There was a complaint about me queening out during the live shots. When I confronted with this, my incredibly uncomfortable and awkward conversation, um, uh, officially turned against me after being one of my biggest supporters. She had it out for me for the moment in, and on July 2017, a few months later, she called my agent and said I was breaking my contract, and I wasn't her style. I mentioned the network part of the service to drive home. Now, Tots and CBS was at the time. I told her the network is a better place now. I life was upended and news career was ruined, starting with the bigotry of David Friend and Peter Dunn unbelievable <sighs> the old radio station for kyw state made a statement saying we the newsroom with kyw stand with yuki Rossi and the entire cbs philly team across the spectrum of race ethnicity gender and sexuality we have worked side by side for years as we were owned by the same company our parents are different now, but they respect to names. A special nod to Yuki. He beheld spirals to become better people, but good citizens of Philadelphia. And the rest of the statement is there. So we have a problem. A serious problem. with the company in Les Moonves' era. A serious problem which hasn't been solved fully yet. A serious problem that they did little dancing and prancing, symbolism in order to solve. They did the whole Black Lives Matter thing, CBS. Yes, you did. Yes, you fucking did, you motherfucking pieces of shit. We saw you. But Yuki Washington was worked in that same station for 30 years, passed up as the anchor, not once, not twice, three times. In the thirty-year history of that company, in it, of the Westinghouse era of KYW, and then the CBS era of KYW, and then the CBS Superstation era of KYW, and then the limited CBS era of KYW, and now the Viacom CBS era of KYW. All through those years, they denied him the respect that they gave everybody else. Even the affiliates that were not a part of them, KDKA, the one in Baltimore, WJZ, I believe. They gave them all the respect. A new set. Newer technologies. All the rest of it. Not Yuki. He didn't get nothing. They deliberately, consciously, without remorse to anybody, did the bullshit, said the nice things about black people, Black Lives Matter, covered the stories from the same place and the same issues as the riots were going down, especially in Philadelphia, but were treating the leader and the anchor of the 5, of the five 6, 10 on the CW and 11 on KYW3, the lead anchor with such disgusting arrogance and bias that it makes me wonder how can anyone stand to sit here and explain to me that You don't have bigger problems. Peter Dunn and David Friend has the temerity to literally go and tell the owners of the whole company of the news division of this particular company that we cannot use Philadelphia. They don't got nothing. You were supposed to give them everything. We don't got nothing. You were, you were supposed to give them everything. How close is Philadelphia from New York? 90 miles. Instead, you go to Meredith and do the news from a different station in Atlanta, Georgia, where you have no stations there. And that station has been always been in dirt place. And you were supposed to tell me this is okay. You went to other people, other company stations. Next star even. That you had a Philadelphia station there where you needed to put your people in an emergency situation there and connect the systems all the way there. You couldn't even do that thing, and you expect me to believe that CBS do solve their problems? It's been going on since 2013. I could understand that if other people didn't know what was going on, I can understand. Because the company is wasn't had different divisions and there are certain ways how different divisions don't always talk to each other. They just do referrals to move them up and down the company. Could it be the reason that FTV Live has given bad marks to CBS is because of the leadership of the company. Peter Dunn and David Friend were trying to position themselves as the heads of the company. They were trying to position themselves as the heads of CBS, literally. They were the ones that felt we were uninvincible. We did such a good job during the pandemics. We should lead the companies. You ain't gonna lead shit. You took a station channel 55, I think, from Long Island, and turned it into a mess of bullshit. When that station was actually a very respectable news station where people got their teeth cut in to the news business there. It's similar to what they did with all the other stations out there in the rest of the world. I mean, the rest of the country with the newspapers. And they did it with a television station in order to get nice deals to talk to the executives and say, we will be the ones to take over Les Moonves's place when he decides to retire. We will be in better positions to run CBS News. We will be able to help all these other people there. I cannot Imagine how disgusting this all is. The disgusting nature of the way this man has been treated is absolutely unbecoming. And he didn't know about most of this that the company didn't give them a new set, that the company didn't give them any of the resources that other stations got. It's horrendous. They tried to keep this away from Washington, Solomon and others, but not forever. This is the great joke of the news division and the local division of CBS, their media venture side of CBS. This is a great disaster. It is schlock. The whole thing is schlock. And the schlock has now infected the news division. It's absolutely sickening to see, to be honest with you. Everybody on CBS News, CBS News path, the CBS television stations should be ashamed of themselves for the actions they have been taking over the last several years. When it it came from Scott Pelley, to Yuki Washington, Rebel Solomon, Mike Jim Donovan, the whole lot of it. No new set for Philadelphia. No new technology for the for Philadelphia. No emergency planning in case Blackrock got uh, uh was, had an issue with COVID-19. No backup plan. All your workers are doing eh, it at home doing this uh, the morning news. Fuck you! Ooh, et, N- miss, Mrs. O'Donnell is not allowed to use we not allowed to use this shit because Mrs. O'Donnell feels some sort of way. Fuck you! Who the fuck you think you are? We investigated ourselves and we found something. Oh, this is the first time you found something, CBS. There's a whole lot of something you should find in CBS News. Y'all full shit. It's not just Yuki Washington. It's Catherine Heritage. In some ways, it's Major Garrett. Y'all trash. Y'all fucking, fucking, fucking trash. It's disappointing. I now begin to realize that John Manis did everything he could, but he trusted the wrong people. This is the bullshit we're seeing now with CBS, really? We got pog, Jane Pauly. We got all this happening. The media came out saying black lives matter, but at the same breath work, was this in a man who worked for 30 years in the company? Of course, you should feel sorry for him. The man should be pissed off beyond all reproach because CBS was doing a song and dance. Black Lives Matter. Put the black card, go vote, 10 times the chances, get the right people in. But Yuki Washington driving, he dancing, he singing, he saying family, he saying this. Get him out! Chris should never be fired. He was our good old boy. He, Chris, man, didn't know shit from his own shoe. Dumb fuck. What kind of motherfuckers do you trying to play us for, huh? Old, decrypted, liberal, bitch-ass motherfucker. Come up, talk to me about Chickapooing and all the rest of this, and yet at the same breath, called Black Lives Matter Inclusion More Women. Got Susan Saransky who is way above her head on CBS News, to run the whole news division. Got her into that position. Scott Pelly fucked over Yuki. Didn't give him a new set. Made him look ugly. Told Rachel Solomon to go pound sand somewhere else. Said that this dude was gay. Treated another dude coming from Delaware from. Denver, after he broke a story that shocked a lot of people, their news gathering apparatus from all over the divisions is sorely lacking, way behind their competitors. And you motherfuckers telling me, that this network has a future? Half of the reasons the media fucks up and you see it with this article today is the front running and the bullshit psychology of trying to become the head of the company That has brought these networks down. And made them low and made them weak. To the point where. What they call snot-nosed motherfucking antics from Reddit. Can go on YouTube and gain the viewers they're supposed to have with all the force projection new sets produce. This is the problem you refuse to answer. This is the problem you refuse to solve. CBS don't want inclusion. They don't even want ownership. They don't even want those to succeed to be successful. I have told you about woke culture and its myriad of dangers. But the reason why woke culture continues to secede in this particular point of issue and contention is that woke culture is used to destroy those Others wish to destroy it is a weapon first and foremost Against those that have made it through merit black white or indifferent It is also a weapon of choice to deflect actual crimes and actual misdoings because when our friends do it We can get away with it. It is also to deflect from those that continue to fail upward so that nobody can see how they made it. Because when they realize. They disobeyed the rules, and they played against the rules, and they broke the rules and created new ones in order to make sure they kept everything within themselves and their own friends and colleagues and colluded with them, Then you begin to understand why people do what they do. David Friend and Peter Dunn don't need to be fired. They need to leave this whole news business. They need to fire Susan Cerinsky. They need to get rid of Nancy O'Donnell. They need to renegotiate the contracts with Gayle King. They need to put those contracts in a completely different context. They need to put Scott Pelley back in his seats. They need to get Yuki Washington a brand new set. Rebuilt every day from the ground to the ceiling. To give him the respect that he deserves. To give him the same types of chances that they all got in every single division in the company. They need a new news director. They need everything. How are we going to do this? How Are they gonna do this? When they can't even see The hand from their faces It's a joke They deserve to burn for this shit I Don't call racism when I See the bullshit that we see today and the front-running and the woke culture, and all the rest of it that they want to replace in order to stop racism. That's not what I think where racism is alive. But when this thing happens, especially with Mr. Washington, and all the shit that he went through and the station went through from these two people, and they were calling Black Lives Matter and a whole lot of it. You have to wonder they deserve to burn or not. The answer is yes, they do. But this is some of the reasons why we don't have a media anymore. It's because these people like this use woke culture to deflect from the actions they are taking against other people and to aggrandize themselves and hopefully move up through failure to become the most Powerful man in the media At the particular time It's a joke. It's said it should be called out. This is racism on an immense scale And you need to see if it actually happen for yourself and you need to be careful how woke is being used to destroy not only people who made it through merit but also to lied to you about what is really going on, not only in your communities, but in the rest of the country as well. And that on speaking about the rest of the country, the government has decided to go after a Twitter user that went by the name of Ricky Vaughn, who the government said, because of his spicy memes and all the rest of it, helped in the collusion in bringing Trump into the United States presidency. So memes are going to send a man to prison, basically, uh, because of false information about the election. What do we see here, folks? Throughout the four stories that we hear, we see the elites trying to consolidate their power, basically, in order to fail upward and succeed in things they never merited. That's what we're seeing right now. And it is a shame. And you should be ashamed of what this country is doing to its people in all forms, in all ways. Something to think about. We'll be back. The 28th is coming. It's a big day for us because this will be one of the last Major projects concerning the whole manosphere that we have been talking about the first two years of Beyond This Earth. We have to get through and get rid of this particular thing altogether and move on into something more important and something that will benefit everybody in the end of the day. More information are also coming throughout all of this. So, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podcasts, Addicts, Spotify, wherever you get your radio shows. This is Novin Hollaback. We will see you guys on the 28th for the return of Beyond This Earth. We will see all of you very soon. Take care of yourselves. We'll be back soon.